Hello and welcome to the special episode of the Monaco Weekly. I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and for today's show, I speak with Santiago Mitre, the director of celebrated Argentina 1985, which tells the story of a public prosecutor and his team that dared to prosecute the heads of Argentina's bloody military dictatorship. The film is nominated for this year's BAFTA and Oscars. Here is Santiago with more. Santiago Mitri, a pleasure to have you here at Monaco 24. Uh, we're here to talk about your excellent film, Argentina 1985. My first question to you, uh, Santiago, I think you're fairly young. I mean, how was your experience actually with the, with the Argentinian military junta? Is that something that you grew up listening from your parents as an Argentinian, first of all? Yes, I was born in the 80s. So I was born during the dictatorship, but it was... Uh very little at that time. And then when the trial happened, I was only four years old. Uh, so, uh, but my father's, my parents both, and my, yeah, I come from a very politically rooted family. They fought for democracy during the dictatorship. They were militants, they were young militants, that uh, they, they tried to fight for democracy in a peaceful way, let's say. It was a topic that we spoke a lot during my life uh, in, in the family gatherings. And of course, this unique trial is a, it's a sort of emblem for our for the fighting for democracy or for rebuilding a country after the dictatorship. So it was a topic that I had a, an event that I had a lot of admiration. Luckily, I, could, I was able to, to make a film about it. And it's interesting. I mean, of course, I, I think actually Argentinian cinema is quite political, but this specific event, there hasn't been many films actually about it, right? So, I mean, what an opportunity, and perhaps to remind people of exactly what happened. Maybe there's a young generation who feel a bit dissociated of the event. Yes, it's, it's something that I really don't know why, because uh, it's so obvious that this is an important event that needed to be reflected in a film. I don't know why it took so long. Probably the processes of uh, of healing or approaching to how to revisit the horrors of dictatorship take time. So uh, to start to think on the good uh, things that we as a country did after uh, the dictatorship is something that probably needed some time and, well, we, I'm really happy that we were able to do it. And I think that people in Argentina are also happy that uh, that a film about uh, this subject exists because sometimes we as Argentinians, we, are, well, we criticize ourselves a lot and we find so few reasons to, to feel... Uh, proud about uh, being from our country beside football but I think this event it's actually something that happened good uh, in, in, a, in a good moment and it's so uh, an excellent example on, on how to gather society in something that is correct and now uh, now people in, in, in Argentina are having this uh, this message also so which is great because we are living in a, in a time where societies are so uh, divided. We, we feel so much anger everywhere. When we find an event uh, that people, okay, they, say, they, they all agree that it's, this, this is the correct way, I think it's, uh, it's, it's great. And it's uh, something that 
the film is reminding in a way. The World Cup, the Golden Globes as well, potentially a BAFTA and an Oscar. And I want to mention to people as well, because I was looking at the numbers, the film did so well in Argentina. And again, it's not like a sci-fi blockbuster. It's, you know, it's it's a drama about something that happened in the country. Were you How proud were you actually looking at those numbers and incredible box office numbers? Yeah, it was incredible. And it, and it was far beyond our expectations because we did the film in the worst uh, moment of the pandemic mm. so all the cinemas were closed so we were not really hoping to see a packed cinema on the film at that moment but luckily well then the pandemic slowed down and the cinemas were reopened and the people went to went back to the cinema to watch this film it's an historical topic about a painful topic which is hard uh, it was hard to imagine for us and uh, and and for me it was important to reach to the younger generations in a way of course, the films, the film, and the the research helped us because uh, this moment when the um, prosecutor realized that he needs to go to the to young uh, mm. lawyers or not even lawyers to help him to build a trial, it, it's a very strong image, and I think it helped us a lot to connect with uh, with the, with the younger audiences in Argentina, and people went massively to the cinema. We did like a, a million admissions in less than two weeks, no, in less than three weeks, which is a lot for 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 a film like this. Uh, and for an Argentinian film, I think it was something... I mean, this trial was belongs to society. And to share the collective experience of, about this triumph of democracy is something that amplifies the visions of the film, and, and people wanted to go and watch it with other people. So it was like a sort of a event that grew a lot uh, in Argentina, and, and it was, uh, as I said, far beyond our expectation, and we were super proud and super happy and, of, of course, very moved about what was happening. That's fantastic. And, of course, you worked again with Ricardo Darín, one of the greatest Argentinian actors. How was it when you invited him to do the film? How was actually his experience, actually, the military junta as well? Because he's a bit older, I presume. He's a, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a massive star, but uh, mainly he's a great guy and he, he really loves cinema. I had the opportunity to work with him in a previous film and we... And we became friends after that, so we are in contact all the time. And I told him I wanted to do a film about this topic and about this event. And he told me immediately, yeah, I'm doing Estrasera, which was great because it's the kind of su- support you expect from a friend. And then he read the script and he also told me that he wanted to be involved as a producer. So we worked after the first draft and the second. Well, we, he been working with me on reading and giving notes uh, of the script uh, for... Uh, the whole year that took us uh, till we get the financing of the film. So he was very, very committed and understood the, the importance of, of working on uh, on this event. And it was the first time that he did uh, an historical character. He, he, was, he never played a real person. He was, it was the first time. And, and he he was very clever in the way uh, the, that he approached to the character. You know, he, he didn't believe in like the sort of mimic acting. He knew that he needed to approach the character through his own sensibility and to try to get him back uh, to life, in a way, uh, through his uh, own intuitions and to try to think like he could think and understand the, the situations, you know, and not, not to copy the, the Strasera one. And, and something very funny happened that... Um, and Ricardo was very clear on that he wanted to do that, not not to copy. So one day we were shooting in the in the in the, pal- in the Justice Palace, Justice Palace, where the actual trial happened, and and, and some old, uh, well, elderly couple approached him and told him that he, they worked with Estrasera, 
the real one uh, for a long time and, and he, they were they were friends uh, and they shared a lot of time and they look at him and they told him you don't look nothing like him <laughs> but you're exactly the same and Ricardo told me he was very happy with that comment he was almost like uh, well blurry eyes <laughs> and he came quickly to tell me that and, uh, and like uh, like he he his intuition was was correct and it, it's if you try to feel and try to understand deeply that's the way that things come back to life you know like uh, that's the magic of acting and maybe the magic of filmmaking in a way and i think he did so excellently the job and of course the story of the film is harrowing it's, it's extremely sad and difficult but there was even some moments of humor and i love i love that mix when he was in the court and he was showing the finger to the kind of accuser i, I love that that you've included that i mean yes uh, that, that that's perhaps one of the freedom as well that he he was he was managing to do no the it's uh, the, all the things that happen in the trial that you see that happen in the trial in the public hearings they are all that things that happen in the then. trial okay. actually the words the, that the witnesses use and the mm. words of the of the final speech they are the exact same words that it, they were said in the trial we wanted to be very precise on, the, on that part to add the less fiction we could but the Stracera was a funny guy yeah, that's uh, that's why they call they, they used to call him a loco it's like a, he was he was a funny guy with a weird sense of humor so so it was uh, uh, he opened uh, I mean the character opened the door for us to use some humor in the film because uh, everybody who spoke about him the, he was they were telling telling us uh, how funny uh, Estrasera was and, and nobody everybody has a funny story to tell about him you mentioned uh, you filmed uh, Argentina in 1985 during the pandemic I mean Buenos Aires in the 80s looks amazing the film how, how did you do that it's it was really convincing I have to say even from the smallest of details yeah we we worked uh, very hard on that mm. part the production designer and the DOP they are both both amazing and very obsessive it is very difficult to to portray the 80s because it's uh not long ago so mm. many people have very very a lot of memories on how the 80s were so you need to be precise because of that also so but we work very hard and we try to not to over portray the 80s which which can be a little bit cliche and this film uh, don't don't need it that so we try to use some small elements uh, to help you travel back in time one of those is the framing the framing is the uh, same framing that uh, still photography of the period had which is one Point fifty-five or something like that, and then items like the, the Walkmans, the cassettes, well, the smoking all the time, the telephones, uh, and the colors also. You know that we, we, the eighties probably when you think in the eighties in the U.S. or in the, in other they are super colorful, but the eighties in Argentina were not like that. Were still a little bit brown, but with some points of color. So we we worked. Uh, yeah, very very hard, and we I think our own personal archives uh, from the period. I mean, my childhood po pictures and childhood pictures of of Javier and Micaela, who are the DOP and and production designers, were very useful also. And Santiago, I just want to ask you about Argent the Argentinian film industry because for me, it feels as a South American as well. It feels a very established film scene. But do you feel there is a kind of a golden age happening, especially with the success of your film, which has been nominated for all the top awards, uh, literally uh, worldwide? Do you see any other fellow kind of film directors doing great films or support for the industry, perhaps? Yes, I think Argentina has a 
a long tradition on filmmaking. Mm. We, we, we started to do cinema almost uh, in the beginning of, of the 20th century, and we have been doing cinema since then. There is a very important cinema law that supports uh, Argentinian filmmakers, mm-hmm. and, and, they are, and we produce uh, around... Uh, 100 and 150 films per year, which is a lot mm-hmm. for a well, South American country with a with the economic um, crisis that happened all the time. I think culturally, Argentina it has a lot of cultural tradition in cinema, in literature, in plastic arts. So, so it's a great place for an artist who wants to work in narratives uh, to be. I mean, and there's uh, many, many uh, uh, directors. I mean, not long ago, uh, Damien Cifron, who did Wild Tales, won a BAFTA and was nominated for the Oscars. There's uh, Lucrecia Martel, who is one of the best directors in the world, I think. Uh, Lisandro Alonso. There's a lot. And, and we are, of course, like in, in every place, we are a small community and we are all uh, very connected and we and I have opportunity to share conversations and thoughts about cinema with them and most of them they are my friends so yeah it's great to be an Argentinian filmmaker in a way La historia no le hicieron tipo como yo That was Santiago Mitre, director of Argentina 1985. The film is out now. The show was edited by Steph Chungo, and I am Fernando Augusto Pacheco.